Hey, thanks for checking out this week's message. We hope you're blessed by the Word of God. For more information on River of Life, you can check out our website, rolmt.com, or download our app. Just search R-O-L-M-T in your app store. Thanks. Well, I just want to thank you. Um, This is going to be a tough one for us, to be honest with you. Six weeks is a long time to not be with you. Um, but we are believing that God is going to do some incredible things. And as Jason mentioned, we have some amazing speakers that are going to come. We've got a pastor and his wife who are going to come up from Florida for a couple of weeks. And uh, Jonathan will be here. Um, we're hoping to get uh, Dwayne Gabert, who's been with us many times before. Canada will open up. We'll get them to come down for the first two weeks of September. So we've got a lot of stuff that's going to happen. We're going to also do a youth takeover weekend during that. So uh, it's going to be really good. I'm gonna, it's going to be hard for me not to watch from home, but I'm not allowed to do that either, apparently. There's a lot of rules to this thing that I'm not 100% sure how I feel about. But, um, but anyhow, I, just, I thank you for that, and, and I am here for ne- the next few weeks. We'll be in this series that we're calling The Getaway. But before we jump into that today, I want to take just a moment, and I want to let you know that our Star Valley, Wyoming campus today is their official launch. And so we are super excited, and I I just want to address them for just a moment and say how blessed we are and excited that we are to have you as part of our church family. And I get to come and be with you this Friday night, and so I'm going to be there in person and uh, get to share a little bit with you and just can't wait to get to meet the team and those of you who are already calling that your church family, and so we are, we're really excited about that. And so we're praying for this weekend, and we're, we're believing that God is going to do something incredible in Star Valley. Amen? Amen. And uh, I, I, the other thing that Jason didn't mention is that not only were all those other ministries happening today, but we had, I pulled onto the grounds a little late today, and when I got here, there were, there were teams of people doing all kinds of stuff here on the building. There were the teams that were going out. The trucks were, were going in and out, getting food, bringing food to different places. The food truck was going as they were feeding people that were coming to the food bank. And, I mean, that thing is going six days a week now, just feeding people. And I just think it's incredible. And, and I just love this place. It's going to be hard for me to be away for six weeks because... I love just hearing story after story after story of God just doing incredible things through people who are willing to say yes. Amen? Amen. So I want to thank you if you're involved. Uh, I appreciate you. And I know many of you just give up your time, and I, I, I trust that God is continuing to bless you as you do that. Well, we are going to start a series that we're calling The Getaway. Um, as Jason just talked about, I'm about to have a getaway. But as I was looking at that, I thought, man, it is so important for us as believers to have those moments that we get to spend just with God. And as much as I'm getting to go and do this sabbatical to where it's very purposeful and I've set aside time to be able to go and and do those things and refresh, it's important for us not just to have like after 14 years, here's six weeks, but how many of you know we need to have on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, we need to have space where we allow God to speak to us. And so over these next few weeks, we're going to spend some time looking at some different places in Scripture where we see people get away. And as they do that, we see God speak into their life and, and what takes place when that happens. And even Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says this, But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, 
and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. Let's pray. God, in the next few moments, as we look at your word, I pray, Father, that you will show us what we need to see. God, I know that there are people who are in all different places in their journey with you that are either sitting in this room or watching online or at at one of the extension campuses, whether it's in Wyoming, whether it's in Malawi, or even in the county jail. Father, I just pray right now that wherever we find ourselves in our journey with you, that God, you would speak to us right where we are, and that, Father, we would know that you are real and that you love us and that you see us. So God, we just give you all the praise today. In Jesus' name, amen. And so as we look at this particular idea, I want to look, we're gonna look at some different uh, characters and people in the Bible. Um, But today I wanna look at someone that we find in Judges chapter six. And what's going on in this story is that the Israelites were having a hard time with the Midianites. Um, They have actually teamed up with a couple other armies and every year during, during about the seventh year, actually, there's this oppressive attack that would happen on the children of Israel. And so they would, the, the Midianites would come in and they would take and they would destroy and they would kill. And they would do all these things. And so children of Israel just kind of gotten into this system, this pattern that they would come out of that and they would rebuild. And then Seven years later, it would happen again. And so we're in the middle of this cycle where this thing is taking place and they feel like they're being oppressed and they feel like they're, 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 they're losing. And so as we look at this, I want to take a few moments because in Judges chapter 6, it tells us that this angel of the Lord comes to Gideon while Gideon is threshing wheat in a wine press. And what he's doing is he's actually hiding from the Midianites. So for those of you who don't know, if you're going to thresh wheat, you normally would do that out in the open where, where you, there would be a breeze and it would be easier to separate those two things. But because Gideon is afraid, he hides himself in this wine press. So Gideon is alone and he's threshing wheat in a wine press. And it's significant because that's not normally where you would do that. But because of this bad situation, what's probably happened is the Midianites have already probably come in and stolen all of the wheat. And so he's probably just gathered up the remaining, whatever he could find. And now he's down in the wine press and he's threshing this wheat. And now we pick up the story in Judges chapter 6, verse 12. It says this, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. I don't know about you, but I know that there are seasons in my life where I walk through something difficult and I begin to question like, God, where are you in the middle of this? And that's where Gideon finds himself. Verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest of the Manasseh and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. So I want us to look at this verse for just a few moments because first of all, what I want you to understand as we talk about the getaway, as we talk about going and being alone, in this particular story, it wasn't that Gideon had said, 
hey, you know what? I, I feel like I just need to go and spend a little alone time with God. No, he went to be alone because he was hiding. But isn't it amazing that God sees us right where we are? That you may be in a position right now where you feel like the weight of the world is on you. You feel as though everything is going south or going wrong. And I want you to hear from me today that no matter what season you find yourself in today, the God of the universe sees you and he has a plan for you. He loves you right where you are. And so Gideon is, is hiding. He's not, he's not practicing great faith. He's not, he's not going to the temple and praying and seeking God. Will you please show up on my behalf? He's not doing any of that stuff. Instead, he's hiding and really just trying to, to gather together some resources for maybe him and his immediate family and hope that he can just survive another day. And yet, God sees him and he sends this angel and as I was writing this this week, I, I really felt like God was saying to me as, as, I was, as I was going over this story that there are so many people today that when things get hard, you do this thing where you isolate, where you go and you hide, you go and you, you get away. You, many times I'll see people who, who all of a sudden I don't see them at church for a while, so I'll reach out and I'll go, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going through a really hard time. And so they, they isolate themselves away from their church family, from God. From, and maybe many times, just like Gideon here, he kind of blames God. Like, God, you've forsaken me. You've forgotten about me. And so as we, as we go through this story today, I really felt led to, to say this because many of you maybe know people even within this body who you haven't seen in a while. And maybe it's because of COVID and, and what's gone on there. They've, they've kind of come to a place where they're isolating. And if you know of somebody like that, I'm going to challenge you as we continue to look at this story. I'm going to challenge you this week to reach out to that person. But I'm going to also ask you when this goes online to share this message with them. Because I really believe with all my heart that there are people that need to hear that they have not been forsaken. They have not been forgotten. And no matter how much you may try and isolate yourself like Gideon does, God will see you where you are. And God calls you as he sees you. That's a, I love this story. It's actually one of my favorite stories. Because he sees in Gideon his hidden potential. Some of you are more comfortable hiding. Some of you are good at playing small, and some of you even like to label yourself as weak, but God likes, uh, likes to use the weak to confound the, wise, the, the strong. Gideon in this story is called Mighty Man of Valor when he's doing nothing that looks mighty or of any valor. He's hiding, and this angel appears and goes, Mighty Man of Valor. And Gideon's got to be like, who are you talking to, man? You see me? You see what I'm doing here? He's probably already somewhat embarrassed about what he's doing because he's not standing out and, and trying to defend his country. Instead, he's hiding. He's threshing wheat in a wine press. And so there's two reasons that you would be hiding is that you're either lying in wait for your enemy or you are scared. And I'll tell you right now, Gideon was not lying in wait, right? <laughs> it's not what he's doing. He was afraid. So that's why he found himself where he did. But God sees him hiding and he addresses him as this mighty man of valor. Aren't you glad that, doesn't, that God doesn't necessarily address you according to your current behavior? Some of you wouldn't like your names that you got. He sees past the way that you're acting 
and the way that you're handling your current circumstances, but he addresses you according to the potential that he put inside of you. He calls the things that are not as though they are. I love that about this story. Sometimes the way we act is not the way that God made us. I would say often the way that we act is not the way that God made us. But the good thing about God is he doesn't go, oh, well, I made you to be a mighty man of valor, but you're not acting like it, so I'm going to call you, you know, wussy schoolgirl or whatever. Like, well, that's probably not, I shouldn't probably say that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but he calls out his purpose. He addresses him in that way. Even though your child may be acting like the devil, maybe you need to call out the potential of God in them, right? You'll throw them for a loop too, right? Like if you, oh, well-behaved, obedient child, right? Just call it into existence. See how it works for you. God calls out the mighty man of valor so that Gideon will begin to look past his circumstances and see himself the way that God sees him. We know that Gideon ends up living up to his title, but it's in this moment that he begins to believe it. It's in this moment that it, something begins to change inside of him. But I want to tell you something, that it didn't change immediately. Even when he gets called that, he begins to question. Instead of, again, looking at what God's saying about me, he begins to look at where is God in the midst of this, right? So he begins to question, God, where are you? Why did you not show up? This is hard. And then God just keeps speaking this over him and over him and over him. And all of a sudden, now Gideon's realizing, this isn't going to stop. God's going to keep doing this. So now I've got to figure out how I'm going to live up to what he's, what he's saying that I am. So part of the importance of the getaway is so that we can hear what God says about us. Eventually, he begins to take, trust God and take him at his word. But it didn't happen overnight. Can I just tell you what happens after, as we look at this story, it continues, and God eventually says to him, listen, you're going to start by, you're going to take out the, the, uh, the um, idol that, you're, that your family is worshiping. So you're going to knock down the idol of Baal. You're going to, you're going to knock down that altar. You're going to not have that in your, on your property anymore. And so, so Gideon doesn't just go, okay, God told me to. I'm going to go do it. You know what it. The Bible says he does it at night. He sneaks. He does a little sneak attack. And he knocks all the stuff down. Why? Because he's still, though he's been called mighty man of valor, he doesn't believe it yet. So he's like, okay, God told me to. I'm going to do this one thing, and we'll see what happens. Now, this, that's a pretty dangerous thing because it, most likely it was not only his family, but probably his neighbors, and this is where they would come to worship. And now he's knocking that down and, and destroying it and saying, no more, you're not going to worship a false god anymore. But he, he does it at night. He knocks it all down. But what, what goes on in the scriptures, we see that actually his dad then begins to like go, hey, I actually am impressed with your courage, and I, and I see something in you. So what happens is Gideon begins to act on what God said about him, and now people begin to see something in Gideon. See, many of us, we, we struggle because we, you know, God says, hey, you're going to take out the Midianites by yourself. And you go, dude, I'm hiding right now, right? Like, shh, God, you're being a little loud. They're going to find me. Right? So we go, I, there's no way. Like, I don't see how I can be from here to there. 
But what happens is when God begins to lay something on you and you begin to say, okay, I'll do it one step at a time. I'll start small. I'll start with the one little thing that you're asking me to do today, but it's going to all be in a motion towards what you're calling me to for my future. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of watching people get stuck because they're like, I don't know how to do big, so I'm going to just stay here and not move forward. And God is saying, you know what? What can you do today to move towards that thing? And you start moving towards that thing, and then all of a sudden now, other people will begin to take notice that you are looking different, that you're acting different, that things are changing in the way that you present yourself and the way that you, you do life because all of a sudden you're beginning to trust God with the little things. And as you do that, now this big statement that's been made over you, now all of a sudden you begin to see, hey, there is possibility in that. So let me sum it up this way. God needs his church to have a mind. We got to shift the way that we think. You are not what you think you are, but rather you, what you think you are. Let me say that again. You are not what you think you are, but rather what you think you are. So what happens here is God speaks these words over Gideon, and now Gideon has to start changing what he thinks about himself. He didn't just go out and win the battle because God said. Something had to change in here so that he would start acting on what God said. And for many of us, what we need to realize is we are so, we get so sucked into, I don't know how I could get from here to over there, and I don't even see a road that direction. But part of it is because we haven't changed our mindset yet. When we say, God, I'm going to trust you with that, and though I'm hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat, I'm going to start to believe that I am a mighty man of valor. I'm going to start trying to wrap my head around that concept and that idea. And now all of a sudden, when we begin to do that, we open ourselves up to what God can do inside of you. See, Gideon could not have done this on his own. As you follow this story through, you see God time after time after time confounding the way that you would do battle. Like everything that a, a warrior would do, God says, no, do the opposite. Hey, your army's too big, right? Like, hey, let's, in fact, as you're whittling down your army, let's figure out who would be the worst of the soldiers and let's have them be in your army, right? Like it's all, it's all crazy stuff. But all Gideon had to do was go, okay, I don't feel mighty. I don't feel like I have valor right now. But I'm going to trust you, God, and I'm going to just start walking it out as though I do have that, as though I am brave. And he has battles in front of you that he will equip you to win. But for many of us, we need to get quiet. We need to get away. We need to get alone so that he can give us the instructions. And for many of you, even as Gideon had to have his first battle had to be in his own home. For some of you, you need to, you, you have battles that need to take place in your home. I'm not talking about fighting with your spouse. What I'm talking about is there are things in your home that you need to get straight. You got things in your house that need to be straightened up. See, Gideon can't be mighty man of valor for God all the while in his home. He's got a, a false God that everybody's worshiping, Right? 
So we've got to like step up and go, okay, if I'm going to be this mighty man of God, then I've got to get to a place where I step up and I, and I take on some of these battles. And, and for many of you, one of the battles that needs to take place is that you need to show your children that you are a godly person at home. One of the worst things that we can do as parents is to come to church, put on the fake smile, pretend that we're all into this thing, and then go home and act like somebody completely different. God is calling us to say that you got to stand up. You've got to step up. You've got to show your family, show your children, show your parents, show that I am in you and that I am with you and that I'm going to do incredible things. And as you do that, some of us have fear that, oh, it might just disrupt things. But as Gideon stepped out, even though he did it at night, and it was still a little wussy, but he, he, he still did it, he took out, he took out the, the idol, and out of that, his family began to, what, respect him. And their mindset began to shift as well. So many of us have lived like Gideon and the children of Israel, and the enemy keeps taking your stuff. So many of you have come to a place where you just assume that's the way life is always going to be. The enemy comes in and robs you, takes your stuff, destroys what you have going on. You feel as though this is just my life. Some of you just have like things where you're just like, well, that's just the way it is for me. Everybody else can, can you know, have, have good luck and have all this stuff, but I never have any of that. And so you just have come to this place where you're just like, it's just the way it is. And maybe you have those moments where you do get with God, but instead of listening, you're going, God, where are you? I'm tired of this. Some of you, some of you are, are looking for a, a relationship and you're like, God, I'm tired of being by myself. Where are you? Some of you, your, your spouse or, or other family members are not serving God. And so, so when you get alone with God, it's like, enough already, God. Where, where are you? That's exactly where Gideon was, and he was so, they got so used to that, hey, the Midianites are just going to show up, and they're going to take your stuff, and you just got to live with it. It's just the way life is. I'm telling you, you are a child of the Most High God. And there's no enemy that has any authority to take anything from you. So why are we settling and saying it's okay when it's not okay? So God may be looking at you and saying, mighty man of valor, mighty woman of valor, I need you to step up. I need you to stand up. I need you to try. We're in a, we're in a society right now where everything is haywire, where everything that was right is now wrong, and everything that was wrong is now right. And for many of us, we don't really know what to do, so we go down to the wine press and we start threshing wheat just going, Jesus, just come back. Jesus, just come back. Jesus, just come back. And God's looking at you going, I'm not calling you home yet, mighty man of valor. Get out of the wine press and go and stand for truth. Go and step up into the reality of who I've called you to be. Go and understand that this book that I've given you is a book of instruction, and it, is, it has all the truth in it that you need. It has all the ammunition that you need to fight the battle that I've placed in front of you. We need to get alone with God and let him call you victorious.
Let him speak to you what he sees in you. See, for many of us, and I'm guilty of this, we have so much stuff going. We're busy. We're always going. We always have, I'm going from this thing to this thing to this thing, and then I'm going to squeeze in church here, and then after church, we've got to go do this, and then we're going to go do that, and we've got all this stuff going on, and when we're not doing stuff, we're looking at stuff, and we're constantly like, ding, 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 and we're, oh, i got to see, oh, somebody like that, somebody like that, oh, somebody texted me, uh, and we're on, hey, Seth just texted me, by the way. <laughs> Praying for a spirit-filled gathering tonight, we're watching from Aruba. We still love you. <laughs> See how easy I got distracted right there? I'm in the middle of preaching. Right? I mean, we, it's that easy, that quick. So, so we've got to get to a place where we find that time where we go, and, and here's the thing, for some of us, we, we can be like, hey, I'm, I'm in the word, and I, I listen to preacher after preacher, man, I just, I have my podcast, and I listen to that, and I, and I, listen, to, I, I, I listen to worship music all the time, and, I, and that's great, there's nothing wrong with that, but when does God speak directly to you, Right? Like, that's, that's awesome, and, and Jensen Franklin can, can speak to you, and, and, and Stephen Furtick can, can, can say something that will, like, impact you, and that's awesome. That's so good. But he's not going to use them to say, mighty man of valor, because he wants to speak that to you directly. So for some of you, you got to, like, step back a little bit and go, hey, yeah, I listen to stuff all day long. No, how about you stop listening to stuff all day long, and you go and you find a place. And you get with him. And even that, sometimes when we pray, we're like, well, I run out of things to say. Good. Stop talking. You don't have to talk the whole time. How many of you have that friend in your life? Raven just pointed at my son. And he's not denying it. Um, I got people that I'll call and I'll be like, hey, I'm thinking, oh, I'm so excited to pastor friends. I'm like, I'm, a, I'm excited. I'm going to tell them about what's going on in Malawi. This is going to be awesome. I get them on the phone and like for 45 minutes, I can't get a word in. Blah, 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 blah. And then they, they get done. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you called me. Thank you. Click. And I'm like, all right, good talk. It was awesome. Right? God doesn't need that from you. He wants you to be quiet. Why? Because he wants to call out of you what's in you. And sometimes we don't hear it because we're talking over him. We're telling him all that he should be doing and what we want him to do and how it should look. And God, you should do this and you should do that and you should do it this way. And God's going, man, if you just shut up, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that you're the mighty man of valor and that you're going to win the victory. But I can't do it if you won't stop. If you won't turn it off, if you won't quit, if you won't just get away, if you won't spend some time. So as we talk these next few weekends about the getaway, what I want you to understand is this is so important in our faith journey. Because for many of you, you've maybe, maybe never even experienced that. All you've known about maybe even your faith journey is that, that, you can, that you can come to church on the weekend and you can hear the worship team and you can hear me and you can listen to worship at home and maybe pull up some podcasts occasionally, or, or hopefully you're taking advantage of, of what's happening on the app, and we've got staff members that are writing devotions every week, and you're doing those, and that's great. 
But if you want to get to the next step, it's the getaway. It's the quiet time. It's the moments where we say, God, I, I know what I want, but what do you want? I know what I think should happen, but you're kind of the guy who created the whole universe, so maybe I should listen to your plan instead of my plan for a little while. There's something powerful about getting away. He not only sees you, he sees the potential in you. This will also change the way that you think about God. Because some of you have, have gone through life thinking that God's mad at you. God's not mad at me. Even though I'm deeply flawed, I am deeply loved. And so he sees you. He sees the potential in you. And when we get alone, and when you come to this place where you begin to listen to his voice, he speaks truth over you. He'll encourage you. He will call you to a higher purpose that he actually designed you for. I think about this story and, and how Gideon is, is the weakest. I mean, he, he, he gives his resume to God. He's like, oh, no, 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 God, you got the wrong guy. Because like our clan is the weakest of the clans and I'm the weakest of the weak, right? How many of you know God loves that resume, by the way? That's the resume God loves. He's like, oh, we can work with that, Right? Because if you're the weakest of the weak, you need him. And so he gives his resume as an excuse. God, I'm in the wine press. You must have got the wrong address. You need to go you know, two doors down and on the left. That's the guy you're looking for. And, and, and God says, no, no, no. I'm glad I got you alone because I want to talk to you for a minute. Almighty oh, man of valor. You don't believe it yet, but I see it. I know it's who you are. And if all of a sudden we get alone and God speaks to us and we listen, then all of a sudden we can start to believe it. We can start to walk it out. And all of a sudden we're the ones changing the world. I stand here today and I know that there are people who are going to hear this message from me and God has such great plans for you. But for some of you, you feel overlooked. You feel, you feel undeserving. You feel overshadowed by even people in your own life. And God is saying to you today, you don't have to feel that way because I've created you with a purpose. Hey, thanks for listening. River of Life is a ministry in East Missoula, Montana. We exist for one purpose, to make Jesus famous by showing his love to the lost, broken, and hurting. For more information, you can check us out online at rolmt.com. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus today, we'd love to talk to you about what comes next. Shoot us an email at nextstep at rolmt.com. Thanks.